The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA. Brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, joined by your hosts, myself, Alex Fishbein, and I got Dennis Big Sexy Clausen back in the building. What's going on, Dennis? What up? Nothing much. We've missed you on the show. It's been too long. I didn't fucking recognize you with that mustache. <laughs> I was, I'm I'm wondering what anybody who who watches normally is gonna think. If you if you guys watch, you gotta let us know in the comments. Should we keep the stash or get rid of the stash? There's a lot of girls who might be watching right now. There's gonna be a puddle on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm flattered by the puddles. Yeah, yeah, Wait. yeah. We, we you're married. Yeah, we, we get it. Okay. I'm just, I, you know, I'm gonna. I mean, but like, there comes a point in time where you just don't have to say that anymore. They're they're for sure, but like, I'm still in be, the early stages, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you'll be locked in at a point. It's like you're tenured, uh-huh. and you won't have to worry about doing any of that anymore. <laughs> it's like you're. Know. Your wife won't worry about you like cheating. Your you won't have to like. There's things you just don't even worry about anymore. And quite frankly, there's there's people just don't care. True. They're like, yeah, whatever. That's true. Let's pay the I mean, mortgage. It'll it'll probably good. it'll probably be not too long until she. They're just like, where's your husband? Ah, oh, he's at home watching basketball. I mean, it already happens as it is, but. Yeah, there, there comes a point in time where they just give up on you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, where is he? Uh, he's, you know, he's he's doing something. I don't know, yeah. gun league or something. <laughs> he's not going to it anymore. Like, they, they don't even care. They just make up something. Right. Like, normally, like, right <laughs> off the bat, like, there's times where... You know, you might not be feeling something and you may have to stretch things a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, where's Alex? Uh, he just didn't feel good. There's going to be a point in time where that just goes away. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, where's Alex? You just want to watch TV. <laughs> There's already been times where, like, so the, the video game I play the most is Destiny and raids on destiny come out twice a year and she i think she was either at a bachelorette or had something to do and i was like well i'm staying home because i'm playing this with my friends and they're like where's alex and she's just like he's home playing video games i'm like yeah i'm not coming out fuck that yeah correct <laughs> so that's how you know boring. though that's how you know though you have a keeper when they acknowledge that you need your time oh yeah and they're like, okay, sure. I'm going. We're going shopping. I'm going to, and then we're gonna stop here and there. See you. See you tonight. And you're <laughs> literally just sitting. Well, not not in your case, but in my case, I'm just like a blob on the, the the chair, just fucking cheese doodles, and just you didn't even shower that day, and you're just sitting there <laughs> like a bag of ass, just watching anything. Oh, trust me, that is me half of the time, and it will be me 
progressively more as life goes on for sure <laughs> this is actually my favorite age though to be honest with you like my body your body sucks but your expectations are completely lessened at this age <laughs> like the pressure's off oh yeah that's the best part that's it everyone keeps telling me once you hit 30 life is even better it get uh, honestly like i'm sure there'd be a point in time where it just sucks but you like actually just grow comfortable in your own skin and you just don't give a fuck about anything oh yeah that's well that's the, what the well you still I'm care about for. things but you don't care about like like you ever see those guys walking around like the old guys they got like fucking stains on their shirt and they got like velcro <laughs> sneakers and you're like how can they go out because they don't care anymore right because they're at the they're at the stage where it's like i'm here for comfort and that's all i give a fuck about right and their, their, their goal of the day is to make sure that they can get all their pee out when they pee and not dribble in their shorts it's basically exactly. the objective for the day exactly i mean hey i'm I'm down with that. That's fine with me. <laughs> I already go to like, we'll go out to like breakfast or restaurant or whatever. And I'm ready to go out in like sweatpants. I'm like, mm -hmm. what? This, this place isn't fancy. Why do I need to, why do I need to put jeans on? You got a got caviar and you got fucking sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Your champagne, exactly. sir. You got fucking, you know. <laughs> We, we went to this Italian place, like a nice Italian place, after we went to a rum bar. And we didn't know we were going to the Italian place. We were just like, hey, we should go actually eat dinner. And we went across the street to the Italian place, went in there. And I was like, we are severely underdressed. I'm currently wearing an Allen Iverson t-shirt and right. like some golf shorts. And everyone else is in here and like, the long sleeve button ups with slacks and everything. And I'm, <laughs> I sit down and I'm just like, uh, let me get a beer and some chicken parm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever see those, the, there you go in there and the, there's like a violinist and stuff. And all of a sudden you just, and everybody looks at you. Exactly. And everybody stops. You got like, like a, what the fuck is he doing? Here? You got a fucking Davis Burton shirt, t-shirt on. <laughs> then the, who, the, one, got, the one basketball fan is like ah man of culture uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but who are they kid the italian guys you got some guy named dominic in the back he's got meat sauce all over his shirt like he cares yeah, pit stains and yeah fucking smoking sweating. A yeah <laughs> doesn't care exactly agree speaking of fat people with sweat stains james Harden. Um, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, why are you why are you talking about me like that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what no, did no, I no. do to you? <laughs> Not you, of course, of course. Um, let me let me play this video real quick. James Harden in China on his Adidas China tour, talking about Daryl Morey and the Sixers. Oh, Thank you. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Uh, he looks like me. <laughs> I like this. The side view really captures it all, to be honest. Does he have gray in his beard? Honestly, the lighting? It, it, let's see. Let's hold on. Actually, before I replay it, 
We got our boy. Hey. Everyone go check out NBA a la Chilena. I think that's kind of how you yeah, say whatever it. Whatever that accent. means. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with it. But our boy down in Chile. He says salute to both. Salute to you too, my friend. Thank you for tuning that's in. That's too many words for me to remember, so I usually just type in chubby Latinas and that gets the same job. You know, that gets the <laughs> job done. Oh, it brings his channel up too? Okay. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, if you type in chubby Latinas, it'll come they'll come up. <laughs> oh god he said james harden aka mongo slide aka strip club pimp aka titties over titles aka cheesecake over teammates <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i'm gonna have to use that in our description <laughs> um but anyway I let me let like me it's great let me replay the uh, Moore, the liar and i will never be a part of I don't know. It's either the lighting or he is turning gray. It's it's definitely up for debate. Well, do you think anybody's gonna like disagree with him in China when but when somebody's bashing Daryl Morey? Exact. I do have to give it to Harden. He knows his audience. Oh my god! He what played to his audience so well in that moment. Genius. Oh yeah. And that, that it's funny too, because while everyone was talking about like, oh my God, Daryl Morey lied, it was like, you know, James Harden's playing it pretty smart. He's not just a fat suit guy. He's he's really playing through his audience over here. The guy's learning some PR tricks. You know, James. Uh, by the way, we're a hit in China, so fuck Daryl Morey. He yeah. is a liar. Yeah. Fuck Daryl Morey. <laughs> so. <laughs> But James Harden always comes across like he's this quiet, just comes there, just plays, doesn't say anything. This is like one of those times where he's like coming out and being more vocal than he usually is. Because usually he just like puppeteers things behind. He's the guy who tells the guy who tells the guy who tells the guy about the thing he wants to say that gets leaked to the press. Right. Or he'll say just enough to where it, it it says what he wants to say, but it doesn't really say what he wants to pay, say, but you can interpret it however you want to. That's his MO. That's what he's does. And he, he does it actually really well. He's a pretty fucking genius. But what I thought was kind of interesting, because I never saw this coming, and I don't even know if you, if you had a, stuff to add to this, but Kyrie Irving comes to, to his defense, and I go, holy shit, like how did this happen? I know that that was a surprise in and of itself. And on top of that, PJ Tucker came to his defense. PJ Tucker posted an Instagram story saying he's on Harden's side. And Joel Embiid, whether this could be something or not, removed processing and removed Philadelphia from his Twitter bio. Well, I guess it all comes down to whether or whether or not Daryl Morey is a liar. So who are we going to believe in this situation? So I guess for those who don't know, we could put context behind it that last season Harden took a pay cut in order for the team to sign P.J. Tucker, make some other moves. Harden is, is claiming that Morey promised him a long-term extension 
for a lot of money if he took that pay cut. And now apparently that's not happening. James Harden isn't too happy. So now it's going to come down to who do we believe and who don't. And for some for some reason, well, I mean, I, I think I believe James Harden, to be honest with you. Because what kind of guy, as much money as you have, who's going to give up $15 million? Exactly. That's not like a million. That's not like, you know, that's not like Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, giving some money. Aaron Rodgers has a ton of money, but this is like $15 million. It's yep. a lot of money. It's a lot of that's a lot of dollar bills in a stripper's ass. That's true. That's a lot of th- this man had his jersey retired in a strip club. So we know he spends a lot of money there. So 15 million could get his jersey retired in a different strip club. He could go into the strip club hall of fame. Exactly. Very first ballot, first ever strip club hall of fame, James Hart. Oh, there's no denying that. He's a unanimous strip club hall of famer. Oh, for sure. But I will I so every the the Philly fan in me wanted to just say fuck James Harden this whole time. And I have said it for a while. But now I am like I still don't think Harden is worth the money. However, it is fucked up if Daryl Morey really promised him a long-term contract to take that money to take that pay cut and then just to, didn't even offer him anything because the, the the report now is that the Maury and the Sixers didn't offer him a contract at all so it's like you went from promising a what seemed to be close to a max which was also a long-term contract to literally nothing and then on top of that the man doesn't get any sort of money from anywhere else so now his ego's hurt because other teams aren't offering him anything his pride is hurt and his trust is hurt because you promised him a contract and you're not offering him anything so now he's opting in because he's not going to get that type of money anywhere else and and then on top of that, to add insult to injury, you ask for a trade, and Maury says, "No, we expect you back at training camp." For one, James Harden could easily tell him to go fuck himself. But for two, here's here's what could end up happening out of all this because best case scenario, well, I guess at this point in time, when a lot of moves have already been made. Best case scenario is for James Harden to be back in Philadelphia. There's no, there's no more. This guy could get traded. This guy can get like moves are done. Guys have signed. You know, there's still, you know, time and everything for moves. But that time was like early July, like when things were popping, people were motivated to make moves. Blah blah blah. We're at the point now where we're you need either. A, James Harden on the court, or B, you need a, a viable replacement, a guy who's of of the same talent level, slightly below or a little higher. If you don't have James Harden on the floor this year, the Pistons or the uh, the Sixers aren't going to do anything. 
All right, it's just not going to work out in their favor. So what's going to end up happening is you need to come to terms with how do we get James Harden back on the floor? How do we get him to report to training camp? And the only and it seems like Maury is lost everybody. And when you lose Joel Embiid, like Harden doesn't have that much clout anymore. But when you got Joel Embiid saying something, Maury better start looking to to sell his condo. He might he better start looking at you know leaving because he's he might not last long. This might be the beginning of the end for him. In order for to get James Harden to come back to the team. I agree. And I mean, to be honest, like Joel Embiid has put up with so much bullshit in his tenure with Philadelphia. I mean, shit that no superstar goes through normally on any other team. In terms of not only did he already have to miss his first two years, they draft centers for three seasons. None of them turn out. They draft Ben Simmons. It goes well for a couple seasons. Then that whole thing blows up. They draft Markel. They trade to draft Don't Markel Fultz. They trade to draft Markel Fultz. That doesn't work out. They get Jimmy Butler. They probably, I would say, is the best team that the Philly has had under Joel Embiid. Then they miss on a heartbreaking bounce-off-the-rim shot from Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. They trade away Jimmy Butler. The team isn't as good as they were the next season. They fire Brett Brown, the GM. They bring in... Oh, and actually, I skipped over the part where they bring in Brian Colangelo, who talks shit on Joel Embiid on burner accounts. Then they catch him and fire him. And then they bring in Doc, seemingly supposed to be good again because Joel Embiid wants to play for Doc Rivers. Ben Simmons forces his way out. They bring in James Harden, seemingly all good again, and now this happens. Joel Embiid's turning 30 soon. Soon-ish. Soon enough. Exactly. And we're talking about a guy who's already been dealing with injury issues his entire career. So hitting 30 and seeing the other side of 30 in the NBA is only going to speed up more injuries. So if I'm him, I'm like, I don't have much time left in my prime. Am I going to sit here and kick the can down the road and try and see what happens with another trade and putting together another entirely different team where you have to rebuild all the chemistry yet again just to get to the playoffs and maybe get past the second round when we haven't done that at all? Like, you start to ask yourself that question. And then it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he said, you know what, I don't feel like doing that, and asks a trade. First off, Joel Embiid's not going anywhere, okay? And for anybody who's reporting, all right, that let's link. Well, for one, the the media is probably the worst it's ever been because the amount of Mm -hmm. reporting that comes out is just absolutely asinine. Joel Embiid's not going anywhere, all right? So even though he took process and Philadelphia, whatever he took off of X or whatever it's called now, Twitter, it's, it's, 
he's not going anywhere. No, Phil, he's going to stay in Philadelphia for a long time. They'll do whatever it takes to keep him happy. And if that means getting his buddy James Harden back on the floor and get rid of more, Maury's re- very replaceable, especially okay. when he hasn't done anything of significance like to really improve the Sixers. So I think Maury's going to be gone. But for those of who are speculating that Joel Embiid is going to get traded or he's going to sign elsewhere in the future, blah, blah, he's not going anywhere. He's not going to the Knicks. He's not going. I've seen the Nets. He's not going to the Nets. He's not going to the. I, I, I don't know. He's not going anywhere. So stop it. It's annoying. If it first off, if Embiid asked to be traded anywhere, he would want to go play with Jimmy Butler again because that's like his best friend. So I don't know why, where like the whole Knicks and Nets and all these other teams even people came. talking out their ass. Exactly. Like. Like Joel Embiid has made it pretty clear that he would want to play with Jimmy Butler again, and if he <clears throat> if he said the word, Miami would trade Bam Adebayo for Joel Embiid in a heartbeat, anytime. But or Duncan Robinson, or Duncan Robinson. Um, but with that being said, I agree that he's probably not going anywhere. There's no probably um, about it. He's not going anywhere. Well, yeah, I think the I same think bullshit movie... happened when they were saying LeBron's going to retire. He's not retiring. True. I, I think this move by Embiid and PJ Tucker to show that they're on Harden's side and anything, if anything, I think this is a call to fire Maury rather than it is for Joel to go somewhere else. Because, like, none of these guys are, except for Harden previously. None of these guys were like buddy buddy with Daryl Morey. Like Embiid wasn't out hanging out with Morey. Like Harden and Morey had a relationship back from their Houston days, and Morey had the hug when he came off the plane and bullshit like that. And then Morey tried to get the Houston Rockets back together again in Philly with all the guys that he signed. And then like now we're here. Joel Embiid isn't like, you know, best friends with the guy. He doesn't care if he gets fired. They brought in a new coach and Nick Nurse, so they're going to figure out how that goes. But to be honest, if they fired Daryl Morey, Elton Brand is still there. And he still is a part in making decisions in terms of team personnel. Read so if my you lips. fire Morey, Brand is still there to do the same exact job. Read my lips. Daryl Morey's gone. He'll be gone in a month, within a month. Okay. He'll be gone. Because that's the only way to fix this. All right. They don't want to trade him because you're not going to get anything for him. All right. Teams are down on him. When you look at his production versus, uh, you know, how much money he's looking for, nobody wants him. The Sixers don't want to lose him because, A, the guy still was league leading in assists last year. And, a big reason why Joel Embiid was an MVP is because of all how easy Harden made it in terms of like setting him up for good, high quality shots and things like that. He's not going anywhere. He the the only way to fix this is get rid of Maury. The, the he's not going to the Clippers. The Clippers don't have anything to trade that's going to make the Sixers a championship contender. 
I mean, they, they could get so they could Covington go can go back to Philly. They, you know, where are they going to get man? Uh, they're not getting anything. So, yeah, he's gone. I give Daryl Morey a month and he's gone. Here's Tops. my thing is you can obviously tell James Harden's <coughs> value has declined when the whole quote-unquote holdup of the trade was Terrence Mann. Like, and don't get me wrong, I like Terrence Mann as a role player, but if the whole trade is held up by a role player who's 26, first off, everyone acts like Terrence Mann is this like 19. young rookie. Yeah. He's 26, and the best season he had was last year where he averaged like 9 or 10 points a game. The guy isn't some superstar player. But if the whole trade is being held up by him, that means Harden's value is nowhere close to what people think it is. Well, I don't even know if that's the problem, like specific Terrence Mann. I mean, it, you could say like, oh, great. Well, reportedly. I just, uh, it takes two to tango, and who the hell knows how willing... <laughs> Philly is to to make a move. Well, I mean, apparently they're not, but right. So, what are you going to get for him? You're not going to get anything. No, you're really not. I mean, and he so... works in that. He works in that system. Yes, he, he can't score like he used to, but he's still a damn good passer. Yep. So, so why not? I mean, Patrick Beverly on his podcast even talked about the difference of James Harden's passing abilities compared to other players that he's played with. And that is still true to this day, which is a big statement. The way that he talked about how Harden's IQ and his passing makes all the shooters around them, around him, uh, makes their job easier. That That's a big testament to his passing ability. And if that's the case the Sixers would be wiser to keep him around instead of because and here's the other thing is I love Tyrese Maxey I think he's good I think he's a very good starter I think he has the potential to be a lower star player but not a superstar not a guy you build around but everyone was like hey just bring in a bunch of role players for James Harden and the team's still just as good I don't think that's the case because where's your passing ability coming from? Tyrese Maxey is not that great of a distributor. I mean, you know how I feel about Maxey, so you're not going to get right. an argument from me there. Like, Maxey can shoot, he can score, he can uh, run the fast break. I mean, he's good at all those types of things. His defense is still improving because a lot of times he has been a revolving door on defense. That's why him and James Harden playing next to each other was shaky for a while because their defense was garbage and then we just are going to assume all of a sudden he's going to be able to replace a guy that's leading the whole league in assists i just don't see that happening but here's the thing like people are so used to watch like thinking about james harden as a scoring as a scoring first and rightfully so like i get it right he was really good iso player very good ball handler but apparently nobody really appreciated how good of a passer he was, myself included, until he went to Philly. And when you watch him just wiggle in and out of traffic, guys can't get the ball from him, and he he comes up and comes with these passes for a beat out of nowhere. It's super impressive, and it's a testament of just how good he's. He's still a good player. He's, just, he's not a good scorer, but he's 
he's still an all-star caliber player. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's all you can say. Is, uh, exactly. That's it. There's nothing else to say. Is, uh, <laughs> that's it. That there's really nothing else to like say about this whole situation. It's just the whole the whole thing is ridiculous. And <clears throat> I just want to say, the last Sixer to first off, James Harden's the only Sixer ever to average 10 or more assists per game. But the last Sixer to average even close to that was 9.2 assists per game. Can you guess who it is? Can I have a year, please? Or a time period? 80s. Oh, fuck that. No, I'm not even doing that. Mo Cheeks. Oh. Was, was the last Sixers player to even average... And that was 1.5 assists per game less than what James Harden averaged. The but next I mean, part, that's still the next highest consider- after the next highest after Mo Cheeks is fucking Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, nine assists is still impressive considering they scored 58 points a game back then. Oh no, it is. Like that's still a really good number. But the like the Sixers haven't had anybody with passing ability like that. Ben Simmons is a solid playmaker, but a lot of his assists came in terms of like the fast break and everything. Like that was his forte. Half court offense, his passing wasn't as good. But it's it was Harden, Ben Simmons, and then after those two, it was all the way back down to Mo Cheeks. Drew Holiday is number seven for the most assists per game in a season. And that was Holiday's, like, second season in his career. <laughs> I wonder if Harden's hitting the strip clubs out in China. I mean, he's got to check it out. He's going to get some of that yellow fever. <laughs> hey, can we say that? Is that okay? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I'm sorry if I... Whatever. I don't know. It's a joke. I don't know what's okay and what's not okay anymore. I don't know. Don't... I don't know if that's okay. It's a joke, though. Exactly. I like anyway, Chinese food. I support China. I like Chinese food. Um, I did go to the Chinese buffet, though, for the first time since... Uh, uh, you know how people mark their lives now before COVID, and then it's like BC and AD? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and now it's just before and post-COVID. This is the first time I've ever... I haven't been to Chinese buffet since before COVID, and I gotta say it, it didn't it didn't have that same that 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 aura that it used to have, and I don't know what it is. It's it's kind it of depressing. Hit, just didn't hit the same. And I don't know if it was the food was fine. I don't. It, I think the atmosphere was just different. Like it you just know, seemed darker. Like. The 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 the, the ambient ambience and the lighting and the, the the it just it did it was so weird and it was depressing. Yeah, can we you know, fix like, this, China? <laughs> um, it I I feel as though a lot of either buffets or just restaurants where 
it usually was like a lot of people moving around all at once. They just don't have the same vibe anymore because it's like, I feel like a lot of people are now way more cautious and awkward, like being closer to other people and like in touching distance. I don't know because you see the, still see the same assholes leaving the bathroom and not washing their hands. True. You all go to a fucking Chinese buffet, but you, you you know you have no problem not washing your hands, dirt balls. But we gotta fix like something's gotta happen because it just doesn't feel the same and it is depressing. I yeah I agree I. But I wonder what the strip clubs in China are like. I wonder if they have a buffet in the strip club. That would be fantastic. Then you know James Harden is there. <laughs> Maybe that's why he looks like that. Exactly. <laughs> Just go to the, bu- <laughs> the Chinese buffet at the strip club. <laughs> Chinese strip club buffet. <laughs> I mean, half of them probably have cocks, but you know what? If the buffet's good, who cares? Exactly. Just like Lou Williams going to the strip club for wings. I don't blame. Hey, when you're in a bubble, I don't blame you. Oh, I agree. If you lock me in a bubble, and I'm going for wings. <laughs> um. So, did he really like? He he left not for wings. He left for another reason. I mean, he did get wings at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, I don't know if he did other stuff or anything else, but he did get wings at the strip club. But how is a strip club? Oh, there we go. Say that again. How is a strip China, club? China like? just cut us off. They're like, we're not putting them. <laughs> how? How did they? How did he get? There were strip clubs open. I mean, when you you're talking about the bubble, so you got to think like everything was closed. So what was going on? That's. That's good a question. Good question. Man, That's a great, great question. Hmm. Strip clubs were still going strong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you go to a strip club, I don't think you're the kind of guy who worries about social distancing anyways. No. Not at all. Uh, but anyway. What did they change the term to? It went from social distancing to what? Remember they tried to make it all stupid. I, you know, I don't. I don't. Who cares? He wanted yeah. wings. He wanted I don't wings. Even remember? But yeah, he wanted wings. Lemon pepper Lou. <laughs> Six man of the year and wing aficionado. Exactly. <laughs> we'll have to get him on the show one time just to ask how the wings were. <laughs> Anyone who has connections to Lou Williams, let us know. We need. To, we need to talk to him. Get him on here. Exactly. Um, so moving on from James. He's like, Harden, I gotta get some ass. I gotta get out of this bubble. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because you if anyone even asks, bring... I'm getting wings. <laughs> you couldn't even bring like your girl with you or anything, did it? Somebody tried to sneak in a girl or something, I think. That oh, so <laughs> that's there's a theory that James Harden got Daniel House onto the Sixers because uh, because Daniel House took the fall for James Harden uh, for bringing a girl into the bubble. <laughs> that's that's an ongoing conspiracy theory, which I am just going to 
assume it's true because it's hilarious. If that's the case, Daniel House just went about his his value in my eyes is skyrocketing. James Harden's coming out with like a fl- he's got like a flower silk robot <laughs> fucking dicks hanging out down to his knees. <laughs> like you got three girls coming out and like wiping their mouths like James you you brought a girl in a bubble and, and Daniel House just sitting there playing Xbox. He's like no that was me I did it. He's like, no, no, no. Uh, they're all here for me. For, da- for yeah. Daniel House. They're like, who? <laughs> Even the NBA official is like, wait, who? You're on a team? <laughs> like, who are you? You got ID? <laughs> no, I swear to God, I played for the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. Anyway, the 2023 FIBA World Cup. Oh, yeah. Starting soon. Yeah. Giannis not playing. Wow, that's surprising. Porzingis not playing. Wow. After after the whole conflicting reports on Porzingis. I love it. They try to keep it a hush hush. But hey, hey, guess who's not playing? Nope. Boy, that that bot the Celtics are really optimistic. The moment they made that Here trade, we go. Like, Here we fucking go with Porzingis. Here we go. Had dead. one healthy season and everyone's like, he's different now. Right, yep. He's turning <laughs> around. <laughs> and it's never like a cool injury either. It's not like a, you know, like a, it's always like he tore his knee or now it's like a a, a, a foot thing. It's like, can you get a cool injury? Torn labrum or something like. Exactly. Broken, a torn cartilage in your shooting hand. Like that's a cool injury. Fractured orbital bone. And. Even even Deanna tore her labrum playing volleyball, got back up, kept playing like a badass. But Chris Tapp's over here just like, oh, my foot, I can't do it. Tougher than I am. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the guy from the Bagels, the rookie, Charlie Jones, torn labrum, playing through it. Chris like- Tapp Forzigas, ingrown toenail, he's going to miss 60 games. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like one time an injury report to say like hangnail. <laughs> they nobody you well you know a guy hasn't played because of a, a but you got a like toe spring. Right. <laughs> um sorry I'm I was answering no, What the fuck some, are you doing? <laughs> I was answering some texts cuz apparently there was a situation out out back. Wait, right. what's going on? Uh, one, one of the neighbors was walking their dog back there, and Deanna was trying to let the dogs out, and we have hook them up onto like a, a leash that's on a stake. And she got our one dog, Bosco, on the leash, but Nola just took off. And the person walking their dog was freaking out, but Nola's scared of everything. So she like ran to the path, and then our other dog, Bosco, started barking at her, so she just came right back, and the lady was freaking out. And it's like... All right, like, calm down. Obviously, I didn't mean to let the dog just run out. I was trying to put the leash on the dog. So, whole thing is... That's going on Facebook. Yeah. The Homeowners Association is going to get the... So, is the situation resolved? Yes, yes. 
That's what sure? I was asking. Do they yeah. know we have a podcast going on? <laughs> I your know. Dogs, your dogs, neighbors. For one, neighbors, chill the fuck out. Two, we have we were on a podcast, so the dogs be, behave yourself. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Chris Stapps not playing plantar fasciitis. Uh, I mean, he. It's funny because he's the one that was the first one to say that he's not playing after Team Latvia was like, no, 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 he's still playing. He's working on his rehab. He's working on this. He's working on that. All those like, reports what, are fake. What kind of pull does Team Latvia have? Right. They're like speaking for him. It's like, no, you're, you're, you don't make that decision, honey. As if Latvia with or without Porzingis was actually going to win anything. Right. And I'm referring to Latvia like a, it's a person. Right. <laughs> um, but Team USA, look at me. Everyone was giving them shit because they don't have a superstar on the team. But I'm not going to lie. The, the chemistry, the, the scoring ability on the team, the defense is looking pretty good, even though they, they seemed like they were going to be pretty undersized. I'm liking what I see out of Team USA so far. Have you have you been able? To oh, catch you wanted me games? to say you wanted me to say something. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> I didn't know if you have you caught any of the the exhibition games. I mean, what do you, what should I? I mean, I haven't, but I, I think I should like lie so that they don't go. What kind of <laughs> what kind of guy is this? He's like, no, I haven't. I, I honestly have been so focused on. NFL training camp, and oh, yeah. but I, I know when FIBA starts. FIBA starts the twenty fifth. Yep, and that's when it's going to matter. So set your alarms, get ready to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and yeah. But the exhibitions, I'm like, whatever. It's 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 exhibition. Yeah, for sure. I I just let the I mean, you the can't way... find box score anyway. So what 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 are we looking for here? I know that that's still the dumbest thing. Um, I just like the way that Team USA is is set up this year. I like the fact that there is no superstar on the team because I just like the brand of basketball they're playing. It's a it's like just very fun and pretty basketball to watch. It's like the you know like the Spurs and the Warriors and things like that. Like it's team basketball that they play very well on both ends of the floor, and it's just. Yeah, it, it's just fun to watch so far. Um, you, know, you got Steve Kerr coach today. You got Spolstra, Ty Lu. Yeah, they got some good minds over there for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Brunson's playing. Brunson the other day didn't miss a single shot. You don't think Brunson's a superstar? Uh, I think if he if he has the same type of season he had last year this this coming season, then I would put him into that category. He's going to, you know that, right? I mean, I have a feeling he will, but I think until then, I'm not going to call him a superstar just yet. I think you will hear Brunson's name in the MVP conversation at some point. Okay, I'm saying he's going to win, but I think he's going to. I think Brunson's going to. He's he's in store for the best season of his career. Oh yeah, I mean. Very underrated. Everyone just keeps talking about him being undersized, so on and so forth. His defense 
he's underrated. Just from everybody, he's underrated. Nobody plays defense anymore anyway, so who cares? Exactly. Nobody cares about that. Unless you're center. Those are the only people who play defense. True. And like you got to If your center can't play defense, then usually your whole team's defense sucks. Correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, so USA and Spain are currently the top two ranked teams in international play. Um, Spain actually being number one. Uh, and then after them, the next two teams I think that are the most intriguing are Canada and Australia. Why? Why is Spain number one? Because they got Juancho Hernan Gomez. Honestly, I think it's just from like the last, whether it be World Cup or Olympics, when the Gasols were still playing. Okay. I just don't think I just don't think the rankings have like updated. So they don't mean anything. Probably not. <laughs> well, I mean, if they go back to the Gasol, who cares? Yeah, I, I really don't understand how those rankings work, to be honest. Because I mean, especially how, like, obviously, like, especially in the current rosters, USA should definitely be above Spain. But Canada should also be pretty high up there. I mean, with the, the amount of players that they now have, with... R.J. Barrett, Kelly Olynyk, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, Dylan Brooks. Like they, they have some solid NBA players on their team. I have the roster. If you want me to read it to you, there you go. Go for it. Kyla Alexander, Nikhil Alexander Walker, R.J. Barrett, uh, Trey Bell Haynes, Dylan Brooks, Dort, Zach Eady, Melvin E. Jim Shea. Jamal Murray, Kelly Olenek. Oh, yeah, Jamal Murray. Kevin Pangos, who I believe was on the Cavaliers. Mm. I'm not mistaken. I don't even remember. He was somewhere. He didn't do anything. Or the Jazz. Maybe the Jazz. Dwight Powell, Thomas Scrub, and Phil Scrub. You were right. Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? Yep. See? That, that, that redeems me for not watching any exhibition basketball exactly <laughs> that was your if, redemption right there if you look at some of these rosters though these rosters are kind of fun to look at oh yeah I team agree. egypt i couldn't even i can't pronounce about 90 percent of the team on there <laughs> um germany germany it was actually an intriguing team when if you look at them they have isaac bonga uh franz wagner True. Mo Mo Wagner, uh, Dennis Schroeder, Daniel Thies, Thies. Uh, those are the players of like NBA experience they have on there. Um, Greece, there's a bunch of NBA players on on there. Um, to read the, these guys' names is, is is impossible, but we have the <laughs> the 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 two Antetokounmpo boys, not named Giannis, so that doesn't really matter. Uh, who else is on that the list here? Costas Papa, again, can't say his last name, but I mean these are guys that have are played in the NBA. So, right. Like, I really like Australia's roster too. They got Dyson Daniels, Dante Exum, Josh Giddy, Josh Green, Joe Ingles, Jock Londale, Patty Mills, Matisse. 
uh, Jack White, and then the one guy who's fighting to still get on a team, the Duop Wreath. Wreath. They got a solid squad, too. Yeah, I think the best teams, when you look at the rosters, Australia, Canada, uh, USA, uh, are they called the Balkans? The Balkan regions? Whoever that is. You know, like the Serbia. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like the, the Slovenia, um, Spain. Spain has Rudy Fernandez on Spain. He's still playing? Apparently. I didn't even know. Yeah. Hell no. I mean, apparently, unless it's a different Rudy Fernandez. Well, they in, uh... I mean, it's that, that's like John Smith. True. <laughs> um, Slovenia's team does look... I mean, it always is going to look good with Luka on the team, but the Dragic brothers are on there as well. So, they're always... Uh, they have Luka, so they don't... They don't uh, I'm surprised you're not talking about uh, South Sudan, to be honest with you. <laughs> with <laughs> Wenyan Gabriel? Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, Oh, my boy that used that was drafted by the Sixers. Um Oh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh start his first name starts with an M. An M. Um Oh wow, I can't Cuz I tell you, I can't pronounce any of these guys except for one in Gabriel. <laughs> And I have you ever watched like 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 Af- the African League basketball? No. Yeah, that's a that it's it, it's like that. I, I don't I can't I don't you, you you're like who I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> I I mean yeah, I don't even know. I like there's so many times that even the announcers get the names wrong. So it's like how am I supposed to get the names right if the announcer can't even get the name right? The Serbia, Nikola Jovic, Bogdanovic, oh, they should have Jokic, but but you know, God forbid the guy takes a little time off. <laughs> but yeah, that's FIBA. I, I, I like I like there's guys that we don't you know there's guys that you never even heard of, and true. we'll never hear from again. But it's still fun. That's true. I agree. The weird ass uh, court. The weird ass what? Oh, court. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's gonna bother me that I can't remember the dude's name because he was on the blue coats when I was still taking pictures for them. And he was like good for for the G League, but just never got like up into Mariel Shayok. That's his name. That's you really spent boy. all that time on Mario, aka Mario. I, I, I just couldn't think of the guy's name. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's move on. Half our viewers um, fell asleep, but yeah, yep. <laughs> or left. All right. So 
our first Mario. division. Mario first, Shark. Sharuk. Our first divisional preview. Because you had of, to let everybody know you took pictures with a blue coat. Trying always. to be a big shot on here. I always have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, first divisional preview of the off season. So for those who don't know, every season uh, when we're a little bit out from the start of training camp and everything, we start our divisional previews. We usually do one division in episodes, so it's one division a week. So this week we are taking a look at the Southwest Division. We wanted to get one of the trash divisions out of the way. Exactly. um so with that being said let me bring this up here for those of you watching at home on youtube so last season in the southwest division excuse me memphis dog problem oh trust me i get it (laughs) usually it's my dogs barking and making noise so i get um southwest division last year memphis in first pelican second mavericks third rockets fourth spurs fifth memphis was the second overall seed in the playoffs only to the nuggets at their 51 and 31 record obviously then getting upset by the los angeles lakers in the first round that all went to shit pelicans Zion had baby mama drama. That all went to shit. Don't blame it on the baby, mate. He wasn't healthy again. <laughs> I, know, I know. But then uh, the Mavericks, who everyone was ranting and raving because Kyrie and Luka Doncic were going to carry them off in the sunset, didn't even make the play-in game. Houston and San Antonio, everyone knows they're both tanking. They're still... Houston's not tanking anymore. The Spurs are still kind of tanking. So, anyway, what are your thoughts on the division this for this coming season? I think the Mavericks, the uh, the Mavericks, should be better, and you know the Rockets should be better for sure. I think the Grizzlies will take a step down, obviously. Because they're not going to have John Morant for 25 games. Yep. And then when you factor in, he's probably going to get hurt a couple times. So he's probably looking at maybe a 50-game, 45 to 50-game season. Because if you, you know, what's 82 minus 25? Like 60? Mm-hmm. So I'll take 10 games away because he's going to miss 10 games because of an injury. So he'll probably be on the court for 45 to 50 games. And, you know, the the, the Grizzlies, they lost uh, Dylan Brooks. Even though we don't, we're not a big fan of Dylan Brooks, it still kind of hurts a little bit. Especially defensively. Well, don't do it. Don't do that. I mean, he is a better he, defender he, than he is offensive. Okay, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. But he, he was just a, he was he was a he was a solid starting piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven Adams, who the hell knows what's going on with him? He That's missed true. a lot of last season. He wasn't he was hurt. We got uh, um, <coughs> excuse me. 
it, it's 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 it, it's it, the Grizzlies season will come down to whether Desmond Bain is gonna like be like an All Star caliber player because right. everything's gonna start and end with him. And as much as like Jaron Jackson is a good player, I still like very suspect on whether he can actually stay healthy. And I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think he can. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he does. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but he's hasn't been the most reliable in terms of like durability over the years. So, so yeah. And then you, when you look at Brandon Clark's coming off a torn Achilles. So you're you're very hobbled coming into the season. You got Derrick Rose. I mean, okay, he's, he's Derrick Rose. I mean, he's not like he's the most like he'll give you something, but it's going to come down to Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Keep that team flowing until Morant comes back. Exactly. And then, but who who knows what the hell Morant's going to do between now and then? I mean, is he going to have a, show another gun on another video? You know what I mean? But also, Jaron Jackson, has any, he only has one season played with over 63 games. So I'm saying, dog. And that wasn't even last season. Yeah, he's just not, he's not, I mean, he's 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 a good player, obviously, but he's not yeah. healthy. Exactly. You know how I feel about that. Yep. The, in the, yeah, I don't know. Memphis... I de- like I agree. They're definitely taking a step back. I mean, you you don't have your best player for the first twenty five games right off the bat, and now Marcus Smart has to be integrated into the team in the beginning. But then you have to integrate Marcus Smart again when John Morant comes back because that it will be a difference when when that happens because. You can put Marcus Smart as a starting point guard and have Bain next to him. But then when Morant comes back, do you start all three? No, I think I think Marcus Smart is at his best when he comes off the bench. Okay. So, I mean, it, either way, they got to figure that out. And that's not going to be an easy navigation process for any team to go through. When you, when you add a guy like that, you got to, there's going to be some, some things you got to figure out. Right. So, but I think the, the, the Pelicans to me still have a chance to probably be the best team in that division. Um, you know, CJ McCollum's coming off a couple injuries towards labrum and he did something else. I can't remember. Wasn't good. Uh, but if you look at the the way that team is constructed, it's you know Valanciunas is still a quality center. So is McCollum? Is he going to finally have that like geezer slide to where he's old and he's going to start to regress, or is he going to still be CJ McCollum? Right. Of course, the obvious question though in New Orleans is whether Zion is going to stay healthy. And you know, and I'm also looking at Brandon Ingram because that guy can't stay healthy either. Undoubtedly, Brandon Ingram's a great player, but his health is always a question. And you he's know. playing in the World Cup, so. Well, maybe that'll be good for him. I don't know. Maybe. I, hopefully. I mean, he's still, all in all, Brandon Ingram's still really young. I think he's, what, 25, 26? Yeah, he's still young. I mean, he's got, but so he's, 
but he's he's got to like eat a little bit more, maybe bulk up a little bit, do something. You right. know what I mean? Um, and then the Pelicans, they got some guys who were on the verge of like, you know, good players, not consistent, but you know, Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, the third. Everybody's expecting him to make a leap. Herb Jones, they got Herb Jones back. Um, he's a quality player. Yep. Not not a great player, but a, he's a good defensively and good enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Najee Marshall's okay. So they have, like, players who, for one, they got to stay healthy. But then they also got some of these guys, like the, the Trey Murphys and stuff, they got to keep progressing. And Trey Murphy... And and Herb Jones, they they were good players last year, and so was Jose Alvarado. So they did what they needed to do. I'm not knocking those guys at all. They just got to keep. They got to hit another level, and it's not even that much more than what they did last year. They just got to be a little bit. They got to improve a little bit more, which is probably going to happen now that they have another season under their belt. Um, you know, if you want to go to the Mavericks. I, I will just add real quick with the Pelicans. They Dyson Daniels looked decent in summer league, so still have to see it's his, summer league. I know, but still have to see his growth. They did add Cody Zeller as a backup center now. No, so, for real. Just <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, really. As a backup, though, compared no. to compared yeah. to having Willie Hernan Gomez, I'd rather have Willie. Over Cody Zeller, really? Probably. I don't know. Cody Zeller gives you some good hustle and rebounds. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so, oh, great moves, New Orleans. It's a great, great pickup. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Cody Zeller shit hot. <laughs> All right, you want to stop talking about Cody Zeller? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to the Mavericks. Obviously, a big move the Mavericks made was adding Grant Williams. Right. And, you know, Kyrie Irving is back, blah, blah, blah. I, I still don't know how that's going to work between those two. True. And what I mean, those two, I mean Kyrie and Luka. I'm still waiting for that situation to explode because Kyrie's a pain in the ass, and... Kyrie was on his best behavior, but now that he's got his money, it's it's inevitable that he's going to be a pain in the ass again. <laughs> it, it, you know what's going to happen. Oh, um, for sure. You know, unfortunately for him, Luca is not going to. Luca doesn't put up with any garbage. You know, he's a hothead, and I he wants to win. And I highly doubt he's going to put up with any bullshit from Kyrie Irving. I don't think Mark Cuban's going to put up with any bullshit from Kyrie Irving. Um, so, so yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, Kyrie and, and Seth Curry are reunited in Dallas. Um, as usual, they got Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell underneath the basket, which those guys are never going to leave. For some reason, Dallas loves them, but whatever. I mean, they're 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 good. You know, they're reliable. They're okay. You know what I mean? So. Right. Uh, they added Rashad Holmes, which Rashad Holmes I think is is going to resurge this year. I think I Rashad so. Rashad Holmes is not a bad player. He no, just didn't not. fit into the the King system. So I could see, I could see Holmes getting like up, getting in and getting becoming a stable part of the rotation. To be honest with you, 
Right. Um, Jaden Hardy, everybody likes him. Dante Axum, they they dusted him off and brought him back. Uh, I still am. I still have my doubts that Tim Hardaway is going to be on that roster to end the, the year. He may be on it to start, but I highly doubt it he'll be on it to end it. Um, yeah, I don't see him staying longer. Yeah. So, um, Derek Jones Jr., uh, Derek Lively the second added him. So, I really yeah. like that draft pick for sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, they, they, they keep talking about how they need a center all the time, especially – one that can protect the rim and, and be a lob threat. That's exactly what Derek Lively does. So that's nice, but it's going to take... <clears throat> I feel like it takes centers a little longer to really uh, show their true potential in the NBA just because they're not as big as the established centers. Like, Derek Lively is pretty small in terms of like his frame and everything. So he just has to put on some weight, and then I think he's fine. Uh, just like Jalen Duran when he first got into the league. So another guy I think is going to have a great year. By the way, Agreed. R- wrong division, but you know. Yeah, I've been trying to trade for him in our dynasty league, but the guy doesn't want to give him up. Yeah, I know. Well, you know how those people. You know, sometimes these people just don't like to respond to trades, which yeah. is annoying. By the way, it's fa- it's it. We're coming up on fantasy football season, okay? And fantasy basketball season two. Yep. Check your leagues, okay? Answer trade requests. If you can't check your if you can't check your phone once a day, check the app. Don't do the league. It's only don't, once a day. And don't say you're working because every guy is taking a shit at least once a day for fifteen minutes, <laughs> and they're on their phone. Am I lying? That's the best time to do a trade. That there's not a better time to do a trade than. When you're taking a dump and checking it, check your fantasy leagues, exactly. please don't be a moron. PSA to everybody, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think Dallas should do a little bit, like, I think they will get the second seed in this division for this season. Um, the, the roster still has some question marks. Like, I still want to see where a lot of the defense is going to come from. They brought Seth Curry back, but like, which is nice for their shooting. But we all know Seth Curry can't play a lick of defense. No, oh, that's uh, not true. He, especially when it comes yes, to it the is. playoffs, Seth Curry gets attacked relentlessly until yeah, he I has know. to be taken off the floor. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. Uh, but I love Seth. Don't get me wrong. I love Seth. Um,. He's got a brother, I think, doesn't he? I think some some guy, some guy. He's probably not that good, though. Yeah, I don't think he's that great. Um, I really hope Rashawn Holmes does have the the resurgence. I also hope Javale McGee has a resurgence because he won't. They brought. Was he? He was on the team last year, right? Or was he yeah. on a different? Yeah. I mean, he was on a team, but he didn't do anything. No, which was weird to me because he's played so well for Phoenix. Like, he was important on that Phoenix team for them getting to the finals. I mean, in Phoenix defense, they can literally throw anybody in at center. They'll play well, and then they'll just forget about him. They'll just throw. <laughs> they they basically use and abuse him and then throw their clothes at him and tell him to, to hit the bricks. True. 
here's a 50. Here's a paper towel. Here's your clothes. Hit the bricks. <laughs> they did it to um, Biz. They did it to Biz Mac True. JaVale McGee. They got what they be, but yeah, JaVale McGee's been poured around all over the league though for years. No, Dallas did it. Golden State did it. Lakers did it. They, he's but a the, whore. The thing is though, he can actually. And I mean that with the nicest way possible. Oh, of course. He can actually contribute on a competitive team, especially off the bench as a center, which is what the Mavericks need, defense and rim running. He can do that easily, both of them. So I don't understand it. I agree with you, though. I don't think Tim Hardaway is going to be on the team much longer. I don't have as much faith in Jaden Hardy that like a lot of people seem to have. Um, I don't think he's going to be like that big of a contributor or anything. Grant Williams was a good move bringing him in. Uh, and then outside of that, it's a lot of people that I'm just like, eh, like Maxi Cleaver, Dwight Powell, Dante Exum. Eh. Um, but I, I still just, if, I mean, where are you at though? in your thought process where you go, you know what? I wonder what Dante Exum is up to these days. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, how did that decision come about? Agreed. I I don't I don't get it either. Like Dante, you still playing? He's like, nah, man. I work at a car dealership. And you want to come play? Yeah. Okay. I guess. As can I, you give me two weeks? So I got to put my notice in. As I talked about it, I said that the Mavericks would probably be the second seed, but I talked myself out of it. So I have them probably going to finish in third again. Um, actually, hmm. do I want to go bold prediction here? Now that you have a mustache, you got to rub your mustache and then think. Oh, I do it all the time. At work, this is like all I do. Because it makes <laughs> you think better. Exactly. Really, really locks you in. <laughs> I think I'm going to go bold prediction here and say... Hmm. I'm going to say that the Houston Rockets finish with a better record than the Dallas Mavericks next year. Oh, shut the hell up. Don't do that. I'm just saying. Don't do that. Better coaching. I I would already put Ime Udoka ahead of Jason Kidd coaching-wise. The Kyrie-Luka thing is going to blow up. They also, the role players around them are all okay. They're, they're not great. They're all okay. Grant Williams is the best role player they have after him. It's all okay. And Houston, all their young guys, got another year better. They brought in Amen Thompson. They brought in Fred Van Vliet. They brought in Dylan Brooks, who, again, we're, we're not big fans of, but still can contribute as a starter in the league. I think Houston is gonna finish with a better record. I don't they somehow think got Cam Whitmore. Also, Cam Whitmore, who was gonna go out like number four, but he went at twenty. Exactly. Don't know how that happened, but whatever. They also brought in Jock Landale. They also brought in the the old man Jeff Green. You heard they that. S- they still have 
Jabari Smith Jr., Tari Eason, Alperin Sangoon, Jay Sean Tate, Kevin Porter Jr., and Jalen Green. I think that they could finish with a better record. You know what they don't have, though? Luka Doncic. L- Luka Doncic, correct. <laughs> no, that's who, that's for sure. Who, he's a one-man army by himself. That's true. But if we, like last season, Dallas finished 38-44. and 44. Houston finished 22-60. and 60. That's a, So even if they say they tied, that'd be a 16-win improvement by Houston. Which I think they could possibly do because the roster definitely got better. I think Dallas has a better roster than they did last season. I, th- I feel like it stayed around the same. Okay. So, I don't know. Anyway, so, um, yeah. San, Antonio still co- yeah. San Antonio is still coming in last. Uh, that, that's a given. Uh, I'm excited to watch Wembenyama, but the, the they didn't really add anybody else on the team that's going to make this team that much better. And then... Chetty Osman <laughs> is not a nobody. All right? I mean, he's not a nobody. I, I will say though, however, campaign was a great pickup. That was, I agree. I love that pickup. I think that does help their guard rotation a lot, um, especially because Malachi Branham isn't exactly turning into the guard they hoped that he was. Devin Vassell can't stay healthy. That's true too, and I really hope he does because I I really like Devin Vassell a lot. And I think if you have that that core of like Vassal, uh, Wembenyama, Soshan, I think that's a solid young core right there. And you just get the guys around them like Campaign and some more people like that. I think that that's a very nice starting spot. But or Divide Day Graham can't catch a break. Nah, he's already fallen back to irrelevance. <laughs> Yeah. Really had high hopes for Devontae. But everybody needs to knock it off with the Wembenyama bullshit. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm just, I, I think I just I get mad. I don't know why I'm mad, but I'm just like, everybody's like ranting and raving. He's going to be an MVP, blah, blah, blah. The, the dude, I, I'd be surprised if he played for 45 games. Oh, you think he's only he's not even gonna play fifty. Alright, I give him fifty. That's about it. They're gonna baby the hell out of this guy. And he's gonna oh, get hurt. I guarantee if he's gonna get hurt. If there's any soreness, they'll definitely keep him out. He's gonna 100%. get hurt. Yeah, I mean I of course we don't like we we hope he stays as healthy as possible, but it's pretty hard when you're that I mean, Obviously. That rail skinny when he's What do you think we big. want him to get hurt? You think the people think that we want somebody to get hurt? No. I'm just covering our bases, that's all. I mean, for, covering our we were ass. talking about girls with cocks for crying out loud. And it, <laughs> I mean, if we didn't cover that base, I don't think we need to cover this base. I'm just, just throwing it out there, that's all. <laughs> okay. Um Anyway, my we hope final... he stays healthy. Exactly. My final prediction, I'm saying Pelicans first. I'm saying Memphis second. 
Houston third, Mavericks fourth, Spurs fifth. I'm going to go Pelicans one, Mavs two, Memphis three, Houston barely four, and then Spurs way five, like way okay. five. Spurs may be like the one of the worst teams in the league this year. I mean, for sure, I think they will be too. I mean, if they can get another top pick to go along with Wembenyama, then why wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's gonna it's it's gonna take him a while to get acclimated. He's got to eat something. For Popovich sure. doesn't care anymore. Um, so Popovich yeah. is just there for the ride. Yeah, he's just like whatever. He's so old at this point. He's like, I don't give a fuck. He's at the the stains on your shirt. You just go wherever you feel like with the Velcro shoes. Oh, he's he's, he's he looks rough. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um. So, our last topic of the day: Dennis's twenty twenty three twenty twenty four points league fantasy basketball rankings were released on rotoballer.com and we will have a link in our bio and in the show description so if you're listening on spotify whatever check the episode description this is oh i'm sorry honey go ahead on youtube facebook wherever you're wa- if you're watching the video we'll have it in the description bang bus exactly bang bus as well um i will for those watching, I'll bring that up here on the screen, and we'll talk some of your rankings here. We were hoping that Mike was going to be on here because Mike was the one that had the issue. I don't even know if he's alive, to be honest with you. I don't either. However, we start off with numbers and, one through four. And I will tell you that this is only the first version, so this is subject to change. Yes. And these are for points leagues, not category leagues. Yes, that is a big distinction for everybody. Points leagues, category leagues have very different strategies, which I don't think that the casual fantasy player understands as much. Like, it's it's just a different game than fantasy football, which I think more people understand and play than the rest of the fantasy sports. However, yeah. rankings one through four, Dennis has here Jokic, Doncic, Giannis, and Embiid in that order. Okay. Gonna, I'm going to let you take it from there. Well, well, I mean, Jokic is a no-brainer to me. Jokic has played okay. that, and, I, and I, I did some extensive research on this. Like, this mm-hmm. wasn't just me. Like, you saw I had, like, a spreadsheet, and, you know, I had a whole system behind this. So, one of the interesting is Jokic has actually played in ninety percent of his eligible games. That he's like, who does that? Like, that's impressive. Now, now Luca to me um, is it's Luca. He's still like, I'm not going to get into the. I've seen in points leagues where they've had like Halliburton ranked over Luca, like. I ain't doing that. I'm, 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 I'm. It's Luka Doncic. He's still. You can make the case that he's the best player in the world, or at least you, you can at least argue it in some way. And Giannis, even though Giannis is 
You know, he still suits up for games. Not he, he he's on the injury report a lot, but he still plays through a lot of injuries. So we got to give him, you know, some credit for that. His shooting numbers aren't the best, but we don't care about that in points leagues. All we care about is production. The guy's a tr- walking triple double. He's good defensively. So you know, Giannis is three. However, I could make the case though, and I may even switch it at some point that. And B could go up to three, um, which may be the case, especially if James Harden ends up staying in Philly, to where I'm going to move Embiid up above Giannis. The only reason I wouldn't bring Giannis above Luca, even though you, if anybody drafts Embiid number one, I have no problem with that at all. My only thing is that I get concerned about the health aspect of Embiid. Right. So. When you take that into consideration, I get I get a little concerned about that. No, that makes sense. I mean, Embiid is uh, like going to put up some of the high, the most double doubles in the the league, but and his his scoring is always very good. Um, he he throws in a couple assists here and there, but he also gets a lot of blocks, which is always a a big plus in points leagues. A lot so, of blocks. Exactly. So that that's always going to be a plus in there. And because if you look at the scoring, the format, so you points, you know, you get points or points, mm-hmm. um, assists, and I, and I, that's how I'm scoring it off of like traditional. So rebounds would be worth one point two points, assists are worth one point five points, and then rebounds and steals are worth three points each. Blocks so and steals, yeah. What did I say? You said rebounds and steals. Okay, they know what I meant. Blocks <laughs> and steals are worth three points, right? So, but I mean, it's 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 there's a chance, and it's probably a very good chance that at some point I'm gonna move and beat up to number three, and I'm still not, and I still may even move him up to two. I don't know. So, this this is gonna this may change at some point. Yeah, I mean, the Giannis is fantasy potential i think is always the best in points leagues compared to category leagues because his free throw percentage tanks your team his three point he's not a big three point shooter his turnovers last season were super high um so when it comes to categories he's hurting you in more than one category but points wise you can deal with those turnovers because he's still putting up 30 close to 30 points a game you know 11 rebounds six assists like he's doing all that kind of stuff in points league so he's definitely still in the top four for sure and these are also available on uh fantasy pros too yes okay apparently that you know but there are some fantasy pros guys you know who do the official industry rankings who might disagree and i actually i like i think we should try to bring some of these guys on and, I'm down for that. And we can have a discussion because there's a lot of people who are disagree, and that's mm-hmm. great. I mean, but when we come down to this next echelon. Oh, yeah, right, this is where the debate starts. Yeah, the, you're not going to debate one through four in most, yeah. most cases. You might debate the order of one through four, but you're not going to really debate who the top. But this is where, you know, this is where it gets interesting because I've seen Shea in the top. For in some cases, and I've also seen Tyrese Halliburton ranked a lot higher. 
My whole thing is that Tatum is a great player. Yep. Like, and I have a hard time believing that Tatum, it, like, you're going to put a guy, Tyrese Halliburton, has had one standout season in his career. You're not going to convince me right now that he's should be ranked above Jason Tatum, who's had several productive seasons. Right. So, Shea Gilgis Alexander is is an offensive machine. Uh, you could, if you took Jason Tatum over Gilgis Alexander, I have no problem with that. Anthony Davis, as much as I write his balls about, and that didn't sound good, but as much as I write <laughs> his nuts about, you know, his injuries and stuff. Even in his limited availability, the upside is extremely there because he's one of he's still super productive despite his limited amount of time on the floor. He was still a top fantasy producer despite missing a ton of time last season with a foot injury. So if you take Anthony Davis, which is not a bad move, you all. you better be prepared to be without him for like a month because he's going to get hurt. Yeah, you're definitely going to need backup plans for sure. And I will and, I will say real quick for those listening that aren't watching the video, um, we have the five through ten right now. In in that order, five through ten, Dennis has Gilgis Alexander, Tatum, Anthony Davis, Demontis Sabonis, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. I'm glad you did that because I'm I'm thinking like people, you know. <laughs> yeah, no so worries. That's why you're the host and I'm not. So, you know, <laughs> I'm here for my looks and, you know, that's about it. Um, <laughs> but Lillard, Lillard's a little weird to me because he may go up or down depending upon what happens with his situation here moving ahead. Right. He could easily, you know, he could easily climb the charts and, I wouldn't mind putting him ahead of Halliburton. I'd still rather have Damian Lillard than Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I probably may want Damian Lillard over Sabonis. I may want Sabonis over Anthony Davis. Like, if you took Sabonis over Anthony Davis, that's okay. Because Sabonis is... And the guy had a broken thumb and he played the entire season with it. Sabonis is one of the most underrated, reliable people in the league. He's a double-double guy. He's even some triple doubles. Yeah, he's a. He, it, I think he averaged without like around seven assists last season. It was like six or seven. Yeah. So this is a guy who could easily be in the MVP conversation. Um. So if you're worried about durability and it's down between Davis and Sabonis, there's nothing wrong with taking Sabonis. Agreed. I feel like when it comes to the Kings in terms of fantasy, everyone thinks of. Fox first, which I get it. He scores twenty five points a game, like I he's don't. a good scorer. But well, I just mean for the casual person. Um, but Sabonis averages more assists per game than De'Aaron Fox does. Like I'm looking at it right now. So D- Sabonis last year played seventy nine games and averaged nineteen point one points, twelve point three rebounds, and seven point three assists per game. While De'Aaron Fox played 73 games, which, I mean, still a decent amount of games. Don't yeah, get I take, me wrong. It. take uh, it. 25 points a game, 4.2 rebounds, 6.1 assists a game. However, he does have the 1.1 steals a game. So he's a little bit more in the steal department, but significantly less in the rebounds. More Over 
one assist fewer than Sabonis. And their turnovers are pretty comparable. Sabonis ain't going to get you anything defensively. No. But he makes up for it. And oh, like yeah. I said, I, I just I have a hard time. Like Tyrese Halliburton's going to be – he's a good player. But you might need to pump the brakes a little bit on this because if you're – gonna get stupid and you're thinking about taking Halliburton over you know even if you have a top four pick and you take Halliburton at the top four you might want to pump the brakes a little bit and here's my thing too is these top big men are much harder to come by than good guards good point you can find good guards deep in the draft you cannot find that good a big men deep in the draft. So I think that's just another thing to look at. I agree. Um, I will say that's a big Something statement com- <clears throat> coming from you though to, to say you could put you could take Damian Lillard a little higher because I mean Dame also has some injury issues, especially lately. And he then, does, but the the question the thing with that though is look at what's been going on in Portland, okay. Um, the season before he had a hamstring injury, but the the past two seasons he's been shut down just for the simple reason of Portland hasn't been competitive. That's true. So it's not like as if he was like super injured, but he was more along the lines of let's just shut him down because we have nothing to play for. That's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah, no, I mean, overall, I like this. I do like Tyrese Halliburton a lot. Um, however, I would definitely take Gilgis Alexander over Halliburton, uh, Tatum, I would take over him. I, I would, I wouldn't mind taking Halliburton over Anthony Davis just because of the health factor. And the fact that I think Halliburton is still a very good player who I think that will put up a similar season as he did last year that he will this coming year, especially with some better teammates around him. But I wouldn't be mad at anyone taking Sabonis over Halliburton. Um, but I would... Uh, I definitely don't have anything wrong with the 5 through 10. The only person that I might move down is Damian Lillard. I'm not as high on Damian Lillard as some others are. Um, like So now we'll move down to 11 through 20 here. And the guys you have listed in that order, um, starting at 11th, are Kevin Durant, Trey Young... LeBron James, Steph Curry, Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brown, Anthony Edwards, Macau Bridges, John Morant, LaMelo Ball. I'm interested to hear your explanation about LaMelo Ball being as low as he is. Is that just health related? Well, it's more along the lines of Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. Okay. True. I think Quinn Snyder is going to have a really good effect on Trey Young. LeBron James and Steph Curry are still LeBron James and Steph Curry. Same same thing can be said. You know the same thing with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, Pascal Siakam was a was a quality fantasy producer last season, but I the Van missing Van Vliet is is can either go really good for him or it can go really bad for him. Right. Uh, Jalen Brown, I'm still convinced that there's going to be a point where Jalen Brown may be the number one guy in Boston. Okay. Um, and Anthony Edwards and Mikael Bridges, when you think about 
uh, durability. Those guys are as durable as it can get. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony D- Edwards is going to be the the number one guy in Minnesota this season, easily. And Mikael Bridges, when he went from Phoenix to Brooklyn, he averaged 24 points a game. Uh, considering he wants to be more of a distributor as well. And, and, I mean, we already know he's good defensively, but if he throws in some more assists and, he, and he's going to be a primary, the primary scoring option. Oh, yeah. And when, when if I'm not saying he's going to play 82 games, but he, he's going to stay, you know, hopefully he's going to stay healthy. Uh, John Morant is even with his limited availability, the same thing as Anthony Davis. He He's basically missed 20, 25 games every season over the last, since he's been in the league for the most part, but he's still a top fantasy producer. The The only thing is, is I can't put him any higher than that because I think he's going to miss 25 plus more. So he's going to miss right. 25 and then more for an injury. So if he's only playing 45 to 50 games, you know that's 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 troubling, and then I mean Lamelo Ball is easily could be much higher, and he may actually climb the rankings. I just the foot thing kind of freaked me out last year, and you know how I am with durability. So if you got a guy who's going to be durable, um, I'm going to take the durability guy, even if he's not going to be as productive. I'm going to take the durability over Lamelo, but I still think Lamelo can be in Luka Doncic category in terms of like, I was even convinced at one point that LaMelo Ball was actually, is going to, and I'm still not convinced that he's not going to be, but he could be as good of a player, if not better than Luka Doncic at some point. My problem with this is that he's in Charlotte, which isn't good for anybody. Miles Bridges is back. Um, And... You have some new pieces in Charlotte. The coaching is not that good. Not, not right. a knock on that, but but Lamelo may end up climbing the board. But I just I can't I I have a hard time like not thinking Mikel Bridges and Anthony Davis and Jalen Brown are going to be great this season. And I can't look in the mirror and say that I'm going to move Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Pesk in uh, LeBron James that far down on the list. No, that makes sense to me. I mean, personally, yeah, like I'd probably have LaMelo above Ja. I'd probably have him above. I mean, so my big thing with Pascal Tough. is he he has Pascal's question marks on like, is he going to be traded? If he gets traded to Atlanta, does his value increase? Does it decrease? Um, that just saying Atlanta because of the rumors about that. But um now with Toronto say he stays there and plays out the season he doesn't have a guy like Fred Van Vliet running the show anymore so does he play more of like point forward position just like Scotty Barnes is going to be playing more point forward can Dennis Schroeder get him to get him the ball in the the specific areas that he needs it just like Fred Van Vliet could um I just have some questions around Siakam. But, yeah, Jalen Brown, I mean, he's so... To me, it's funny because Jalen Brown can give you a game in terms of points leagues where it's like he gives you 20 points one game and then, like, 60 points the next game. Like, Jalen Brown can really give you 
a, a superstar production at any given moment. And now that he, I'm curious to see if he's one of those guys that now that he got his money, he kind of like settles into a role and just plays that role. And it isn't like above where everyone thought he was going to be, or if he just takes off. Um, so that's another one, but I agree. I, I can't move <clears throat> Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph. I can't move them down any more than that either. And Trey, even though I'm not the biggest Trey guy, I think he has to be in the top 15 at least. Uh, I mean, when you look at his numbers after Quinn Snyder took over, he played significantly better. Oh, yeah. and I think his morale is going to be better, and I think Quinn Snyder is just a better coach. And he's always in the top, like, five to seven in assists per game, as well as one of the better scorers. So... And if he can improve his three-point percentage, because I think last season he shot 33%, if I'm not mistaken, but if he can get better and more efficient with that, which he very easily could, yeah. um, then Trey Young could even end up being much higher. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, if I'm looking at this list again, LaMelo Ball may climb the rankings, mm-hmm. but I'm still kind of sour about his his how he looked last season. With his injuries, and and that's a huge concern for me. So even if he is more productive, you know, I, I don't know if I want to take the chance. If 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 Mikael Bridges or Anthony Edwards is is there, over and and so so is Lamelo Ball. I don't know if I could, in good conscience, take take the chance of taking Lamelo Ball over those guys. Yeah, no, I get it, especially because his especially them being ankle injuries. That's just big in and of itself. Um. So we'll 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 do the last chunk here of twenty one to thirty so that we're not boring everybody with our in depth analysis, um, and we can pick back up in the next episode. However, twenty one through thirty here we oh have... they were bored at the buffet in the strip club. Oh, for sure. Um, twenty one through thirty we have James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Brunson, Fred VanVleet, De'Aaron Fox, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Kyrie Irving. So I'm sure that everyone heard Chet Holmgren and, and were like, huh, Chet Holmgren above Victor Wembanyama because obviously everyone loves to put Wembanyama up there in the top 30 as a rookie. I ain't and, doing it. I ain't doing even though it. It's, it's, it's absurd because rookies usually are never up there unless you're like LeBron James. Um, so what, what's your reasoning behind throwing Chet all the way up at 24? I mean, did you see him in Summer League? He was noticeably bigger. And not just the size, but he was more... He looked more mature than he did even as a... Like, in that year, he looked just more... He looked bigger. He looked he looked really good in Summer League. Defensively, I mean, my God, the guy looked like... And... Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really high on Chet Holmgren. So, yeah, um, Donovan Mitchell. Like, I'm still not like super sour on James Harden because he still scores. We don't got to worry about percentages and points leagues, and his assist numbers are there. If you're getting 1.5 points for assists, then you know he's a guy who averaged over 10 assists a game. I'm not. 
I mean, I can't, I can't look past that. And if he stays in Philly, it's, it's pretty reasonable that he's going to do it again. As long, you know, well, assuming that, whether he's in Philly or goes to the Clippers, I think that assist number stays pretty damn high. I mean, you're either passing the ball to Embiid, Maxi, and company, or Kawhi and Paul George and company. So those assist numbers, I, I feel like, are going to stay there regardless. And then uh, Randall is Randall and Sabonis are like kind of like the same guys to me in terms of like super unappreciated. People don't realize how good they are, but they are really good. Randall, for some reason, people give he he has a bad rap with people, but Julius Randall, I mean, shit, good player. Jalen Brunson is going to take a step. Um, you know, this order might get reshuffled at some point. Donovan Mitchell makes me a little nervous. I feel like he might be going backwards a little bit. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brunson may easily ascend the list, and or would it be descending? In the I don't know. You know what I mean. Yeah. He, he might move up the rankings. My um, my my immediate reaction was if there's anyone that falls on on this list here, this ten, I would say it would be Van Bleet. It is, but it's a, he's a good player. No, like it's not a knock against him. I think it's just the fact that Houston is still going to try to get their young guys involved, especially like Amen Thompson and Jalen. But I think his assist numbers like are going to go up. True. I think they, they definitely could. And I he's going to be on the floor a numbers, lot. I think his scoring numbers either – I don't think they'll be like as high as they were in Toronto – but his assist numbers, I do think, will will get a little bit better. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't even mind if like somebody took the Aaron Fox over Van Vliet. I still wouldn't. T- I would take Brunson still ahead of those guys. Jimmy okay. but Jimmy Butler just makes me nervous with his health. True. Uh, Kyrie might. I can't even believe I put him in thirty, but good conscience, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> shit on him any more than that because when he does play, he is a great player, but he's gonna he's gonna be a pain in the ass at some point. I'm not gonna take the chance on that. Oh, so sure. uh Bam could move up or move down. There are rumblings that he may, you know, with it's gonna be interesting to see if he gets if he see if he spends time at the four with Thomas Bryant in the mix, because there mm-hmm. are finally people are starting to realize that Bam's kind of too small to be like a reliable center. So right. we'll see if a move or something like helps out. Um, but yeah, that's my top thirty. If you want to go and you know, uh, we can save the rest of it. But yeah, you know, it's we'll fun fantasy we'll basketball for sure. We'll definitely talk about the rest of that uh, next week. But for any of those who want to check it out, make sure you check the link in our. Excuse me, in our episode description or if you're on YouTube in the bio below, we'll have the links to all of that. Um, last week we talked rookie ranking, or a couple weeks ago when it was Mike and I, we talked rookie rankings, uh, same same place in Roto Baller. So make sure you guys check those out. We'll have those links for you and let us know if you guys have any comments on our rankings and we'll we'll discuss. Uh, especially if you're on the live show, don't don't hesitate to comment, and we'll talk about it. <coughs> Are you okay, Jesus? These allergies, man, have been killing me lately. Yeah, but it just happened. What's going on? 
Uh, no, it's been this is whole it time. Is it the pallid, the skin caught in a mustache? Is that what's going on? Gotta be it, because it's only been since the mustache. I wonder what's living in that thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, Lord knows. I don't even know. There's probably like campfires and shit going on. Like there's like <laughs> like little dust mites and stuff that are there's cities and things. So that's why I've been smelling s'mores. There's just been campfires clearing yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows oh, what that man. thing smells like? I mean You know what I mean? I, I make sure make sure to, <laughs> to to brush it out a little, you know. Know what I mean? You new married man. <laughs> exactly. Not gonna, I'm married now, so now I can experiment. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at that. On that note, thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. We got you guys with a long one this week because we had a good bit to talk about since Dennis has been out for a little bit here. Um, but Don't blame we, me. I'm not blaming you. I'm saying it was a good one. It's July. I didn't want to. We didn't want to. I mean, there really up. wasn't anything going on at all. So. No, I mean, I was going to say, "What do you think I want to sit around?" But yes, I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> uh, if you want to be honest, yes, yes. <laughs> I can't um, wait for summer to be uh, enough. Like it's football, so let's go. Like enough. Like let's get to football season. Well, now, yeah, now that we're at the end of summer, I'm like, all right, just just start start the sports back up. Let's go. Right. <laughs> when I'm in the middle of summer, I'm like, let me let me hang on to summer a little bit more. But now that we're at like those last two weeks, people are going back to school, which honestly is great because now there's a little bit less traffic, there's a little bit less people out there. I love when there's less people. Yeah, but what about the buses? Uh, I these leave... little fuckers. And by the way, too, if you're a parent, put mm-hmm. your kid at the fucking end of the road or their stop. They uh, don't need to wait in the house or in the car. Right. Get them out there. All right. The, we don't need the bus. They don't need to be in the house while the bus is pulling up. Get them out there before the bus is there. We don't need the bus to pull up, and then you're going to send them out. Then you're going to kiss them 20 times. Get your kid out there. They, they're then fine. They're going to run, and then it's going to hold everybody up. Right. I want to sit there and watch your fucking kid get on the bus. Exactly. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you. But yes, so we will be back next week with our next division in the divisional previews. Probably will be Northwest, but you guys will find out next week. Um, so will we, because we have no idea. Exactly. Will we have a guest? Maybe. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and watching another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Shout out to China.